0: Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Katie Nordby.
1: And I'm Janelle Feller. These are the stories of Curtis Pishon and Ivan and Anisha Fowler.
0: Curtis Pishon was 40 years old in 2000. He was living in Hampton, New Hampshire. Hampton is located on the Atlantic coast and is home to to Hampton Beach, a summer tourist destination. It has a population of roughly 15,000. After graduating from high school, Curtis worked as a police dispatcher before joining the army where he served as a military police officer in Korea. When he returned to the U.S. in 1983, he joined the Concord Police Department. He also has a bachelor's degree in management from Franklin Pierce College. Curtis was a police officer for 10 years when he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 1994. Is multiple sclerosis the back issue where your back begins to curve? Um, no, I think MS is where it affects MS, all of your- all of your systems. Yes. Where eventually you'll end up in a wheelchair. I think, and, yes. Okay, okay. Yep. so that's, that's that'll change his whole life. Right, right. Okay. His condition made it difficult to fire his gun accurately, and he was forced to retire. After his diagnosis, he struggled with drinking, and that made it difficult for him to hold down a job. He had been fired from at least one job for showing up to work intoxicated. He struggled with depression, and his self-esteem was low. In 1998, he was hired by a Reliable Security Guard Agency to work the third shift at Venture Corporation in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Venture Corporation manufactured plastic automobile automobile parts. The company is no longer in business. Curtis enjoyed his job, and his family said that his self-esteem improved after he got the security job. It's unclear why, but Curtis was living at the Hampton Inn, which was a residential motel in Hampton. Curtis was not a social person, but he seemed to get along with most of his coworkers, and he did his job well. On July 4, 2000, he arrived at work around 9.30 p.m., His co-workers said that he seemed in good spirits. It seemed to be a pretty uneventful night. His supervisor checked in with him around midnight on what would have been the 5th, and there were no issues at the plant. Around 1.30 a.m., Curtis called the Seabrook Fire Department to report that his car was on fire. Curtis tried to put the fire out himself, but with only one fire extinguisher, it was no match for the fire. His car was a total loss. The fire chief noted that while Curtis was upset that his car was torched, he seemed to be he seemed to be accepting of it. He was calm and not overly emotional about it. The last entry in Curtis's logbook was at two AM when the fire department arrived. The factory supervisor checked on Curtis after the fire department left and he seemed to be doing okay. Several coworkers taking a break saw him walking around the factory at three fifteen AM. Around three forty five AM on july fifth, And only 20 minutes after the call from the supervisor, another employee reporting to work noticed that Curtis was not at his station. His contact case, lunch, and cigarettes were still in the guard shack. They searched the factory and the surrounding area, but there was no sign of him. Curtis was nowhere to be found. Around the time they were looking for Curtis, a co-worker at the plant noticed two unidentified vehicles speeding out of the parking lot. It's not known if those vehicles have anything to do with his disappearance but Curtis had told his family about possible illegal activity, activity, including drug deals, in the Venture Corporation parking lot in 2000. He also told his family that he was afraid for his safety. He claimed that a coworker had threatened him. Because Curtis was struggling with his mental health, his family thought the worst. Curtis had recently purchased a gun back from his father that he had sold to him years before when he was struggling financially. The first thought was that he committed suicide. A search of his room at the Hampton turned up the gun, still wrapped in the paper bag from his father. Authorities then thought that he just walked away from his life, but his family doesn't believe that. For one, Curtis was a smoker. His brother said that he wouldn't have left them behind. Because of his medical condition, he literally couldn't have walked away. The pain from his MS wouldn't have allowed him to. The fire that destroyed his ve- his vehicle was suspicious. There was no sign of arson or an accelerant at the scene, but also no indication that the fire started accidentally. Many of Curtis's favorite possessions were in the car when it was destroyed. The fire was so close to the guard shack, where Curtis was at the time, that it singed the shack walls. That's just... This is
1: just a a downward spiral for him. It is. It is. And not necessarily
0: any of his own doing. It's just life. Yeah. Yeah. There were no deliveries to the plant the night that Curtis disappeared. Authorities thought maybe he hopped in a taxi and left, but no taxis made any pickups or drop-offs in the area that night. The only calls that Curtis made that night were to his mother and the fire department. The co-worker that allegedly threatened him had an alibi for the night that Curtis disappeared. There was speculation that his disappearance may have been related to his work as a police officer on the Concord PD. Curtis was a street officer and wasn't involved in violent crime investigations, but he reportedly had affairs with two officers' wives. No evidence turned up to indicate that this had anything to do with his disappearance, and it seems unlikely since he left the force in 1994, and this was now 2000. In 2008, Robert E. April, a coworker of Curtis's before he disappeared, was arrested for threatening to kill, his, to kill the brother of a man who owed him money. In his threatening statement, he allegedly said that he had killed Curtis and buried his body but Robert has never been charged in connection with Curtis's disappearance. At the time of his disappearance, Curtis was planning on buying a new car and was looking forward to a family vacation. He left behind his lunch, glasses, and cigarettes. He has not collected any pension checks, and there has been no activity on his bank accounts or credit cards since he disappeared. His family believes he was abducted and murdered. He was was declared legally dead in 2008. His case remains unsolved. Curtis Pashan was 40 years old in 2000. He would be 61 this year. He is described as Caucasian, between 5'8 and 5'9 and 165 pounds. He has graying brown hair and brown eyes. He was last seen wearing a light blue over dark blue, reliable security uniform, and new boots. He may have a mustache. He has multiple sclerosis, which makes walking difficult, and he was often in pain. He may have been depressed when he disappeared, and he also has a history of alcohol abuse. He smokes cigarettes and wears contact lenses. His nickname is Kurt. If you have any information about the disappearance and or whereabouts of Curtis Pashan, please call the Seabrook Police Department at 603-474-5200. You can just almost see this man spiral, yeah. his
1: life spiral out of control.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, was he married? It didn't say okay or kids. No, it did not say that he was
0: married or had children.
1: Um, Because you know, if you were suicidal, um, you would have not caused your car to burn. Right. Um, Right. It would that would that would have been a something dramatic to do and would have brought attention to you. And that just doesn't seem like. However, it did contain all of his possessions, and his favorite possessions were right. in his car. Right. Um, but it just doesn't seem like that's something that you would do,
0: that he would have done. Um, if he was planning on walking away right, or committing right, suicide. Right, right,
1: right. And I, I, you know, I don't know, but I have to think that if you were suicidal,
0: that you would take your cigarettes. Well, and his brother said that. His brother made a point of saying he was a smoker. If he was going to walk away, he would have at least taken his cigarettes. Right. I mean, this wasn't something that he did, you know, every now and then. He was a smoker. Right. And And, so, and I, I think that just if you
1: were planning to step away or to do or that, uh, that if you were planning to walk away from your life, you would have taken your cigarettes. Right. Um, and it doesn't appear as if there was an industrial accident No. At the
0: plant. No, nothing... she was killed. Yeah. While at the plant. Right. Um, Nothing out of the ordinary happened that night. There was no... Other than the fire. Yeah, other than the fire, you know, outside. It Mm -hmm. wasn't... But nothing in the plant happened. There was no catastrophe or Mm -hmm. accidents or anything. It just seems so odd. And
1: having an affair to be... To deal with
0: the consequences of an affair six years later seems unlikely. Well, it just it just does i mean why if if you know if somebody wanted to get revenge why wouldn't they have done it right away why why wait right and 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 um you know and isn't ms enough well, i mean yeah and and you'd think that if if somebody if a former police officer you know a coworker on the police force was upset with him he would have known that like that would have been you know there would have been a lead up to him being harmed by somebody or there would okay, have been threats or threats
1: right, right yeah right I mean, he called his mother that day. Right. Though he wouldn't have probably told his mother about any affairs that he had and um, no. any, you know, things that he'd done that he might not have been proud of. Right. Um, but if he'd been threatened, he might have said something.
0: Yeah. And. Well, and he, d- he did say something about the, the you know, the coworker the recent co-worker threatening him. So you'd think if he would have said that about that coworker he would have mentioned something about a past coworker or right. something, you know. Right. I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's so strange because it, it, his family said that he, you know, once he got this job at the security, as a security officer, his his self-esteem went up. He was feeling better about life. You know, things were kind of on the upswing because mm-hmm. he was doing something that he enjoyed and he had trained for, and so it just seems so unlikely that he would have committed suicide or... And yeah. he would've just left. Yeah. Because if you wanted he, to just leave, you'd take your car. You, you wouldn't burn it up. You and you wouldn't. Right, especially if you have MS, you're not gonna right. walk right. somewhere. Um, so. And
1: you know, there's, it's just, somebody knows something. Right. Because he wouldn't have gotten there by himself.
0: Right, right.
1: And um, July 4th, um, at least in our little town, uh, law enforcement would be at the events, the fireworks, the other things that are going on. There would have been, as far as crimes, it would have been probably a low night for crimes. Right. And But people would have been busy, and um, it's possible that the, even the working crew that worked at the factory, if the factory ran 24 hours, would have been lighter than normal because of a holiday. Right. But it just doesn't seem like... It's very strange.
0: It is very strange.
1: And a 48 year old man with MS. Yeah. What kind of threat is he to you? Not, and he wasn't a big man. No,
0: no, he wasn't.
1: Um, yeah. Well, somebody, somebody, somebody knows something because he, he didn't get there by himself. No, and this really wasn't that long ago. Ivan and Anisha Fowler were fraternal twins who were born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on October 23, 1998, to their mother, Patricia. There were four additional siblings. When the twins were two years old, Ivan received second and third degree burns over 46% of his body, including his hands, face, and torso. Patricia did not take him to the hospital until the next day. What? What? what
0: i i don't even know how that's possible okay I'm, i burned my finger and i i feel like i'm i'm going to die i i can't i can't even i
1: touched the rack on my
0: oven oh my god and and i'm wi- whimpering and
1: i the, there's several things about this one is that over 40 so almost half of his body oh my god he would have been crying do we non-stop. know how he got burned the um it was reported that that, he had, that his brother had put him into a bathtub. Sorry, I
0: didn't realize that. <laughs> that's all right.
1: That's all right. Had put him into a bathtub. Um, oh, But gosh. these are second and third degree burns. I can't imagine having a bathtub with that hot of water. And why would his face have been burned?
0: Right,
1: right. It, just the way that, that it referred to his body, his hands, and his face. Now, your hands, your hands alone, your face... Um, those are when if you're burned in those areas, it's very serious, and it's immediate. Immediately, you should go to the hospital because of shock and because of um, there's so many nerves. There's so Something, many nerves, yeah. and and this boy would have been crying. Oh gosh! She didn't take him till the next day. The little boy remained in the hospital for over a month, recovering from his injuries. And I'm surprised that it was only that long.
0: Right.
1: Um, Patricia claimed that her older son had accidentally scalded Ivan in the bathtub. The twins were removed from her home for a couple of days and then returned to Patricia. A couple days. He wouldn't have even been recovered from his burns at that point. Allegheny's Department of Children, Youth, and Families did not report the incident to the police. This is the last known sighting of either Ivan or Anisha outside of their family members. The only photo of
0: these two children was taken right after they were born. Okay, I think we're done with the story. Yeah, it's 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 awful. I mean, just count the number of injustices in Already that first paragraph. In in these children are two years old. Oh my gosh,
1: two years old, and I don't believe that these ch- that this child that Ivan was burned in the way that his mother said that because no. because it would have if you put a child in the bathtub it would have been his lower body his legs his his, well, and he would have stopped himself. You know, he was he, two years old. He would have. He would have gotten on the top. For you know, he would have. He would have gotten out right, of the top. Right. He would have. He would have um, screamed immediately. Right. So something else. Something else happened, and because it was his face. Yeah. On June twentieth, two thousand sixteen, the police went to Patricia's home on Bryant Street to remove all of her children for medical neglect. Each child had serious medical issues and had missed approximately 72 medical appointments. They removed four children from the home, two with autism and muscular dystrophy. The Department of Children, Youth, and Families told police that there were six children. Ivan and Anisha would have been about 17 years old at the time. Neither department were able to locate the twins. Two of the siblings reported that first one twin was gone, and then the other. Patricia told authorities several different stories about where the twins were. She said that they were living with family or friends in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. At one point, she said that she had sold the twins for $2,000 each to a woman named Barbara. Patricia changed her story when she found out that it was a criminal offense to sell your children. In August 2016, Patricia was charged with endangering the welfare of children, obstructing a child welfare investigation, and concealing the whereabouts of the children. In July 2017, Patricia pled guilty to endangering the welfare of a child, providing misleading statement to police and accepting public assistance under false pretense. She was sentenced to four years probation and ordered to pay back the $57,000 in public assistance that she had accepted for twins when they were not in her custody.
0: That's unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: Nobody, no crime never mind the the burn that the child suffered under her care never mind that
0: the other four children had missed 72 medical appointments well even the fact that she said that she sold the twins that has to be more than four years you know even though she more than likely didn't well i i don't know because would, you, would
1: your automatic go-to be that I sold my twins for $2,000 each to a woman named Barbara? No. It wouldn't be your go-to. It wouldn't. But and, she also didn't know
0: that that wasn't a crime. However, and, and I, I just... It's unbelievable. <sighs> the
1: father of Ivan and Anisha was incarcerated on an unrelated charge for 10 years. So he didn't, he wasn't in the picture okay. at this time. He is not a suspect in their disappearance. The paternal grandmother of the twins, Charlene Miller, tried to have a relationship with the children, but Patricia was not cooperative. Charlene told her once that she was coming back with cake for their birthday, and in the meantime, Patricia moved. The paternal aunt, Glenda Ferguson, would schedule a play date, and then Patricia would change her number and not answer. Ivan and Anisha Fowler would be 22 years old today. They are African American with black hair and brown eyes. Ivan suffered burns on 46% of his body, including his face, and these scars would still be present. If you know anything about the whereabouts of Ivan or Anisha Fowler, contact the Penn Hills Police Department at
0: 412-798-2011. Just the red flags all over in this. And the missed opportunities to check on these children. And the opportunities that were missed by systems that are in place to protect children. So from 1998 to 2016, nobody was like, where are these children? They weren't in school. They, they weren't, weren't going to medical appointments. They
1: weren't going to medical appointments. Um, nobody checked on them. Where is the social worker? If there was a, if there was a child, I just, there's just so many missed opportunities. Yeah. If a child received a, a, a significant burn... And it doesn't matter. It could have been an accident, but somebody should be checking on that child and that family, because they may need additional support
0: during that time. It's well, a terrible thing, and, and he he wouldn't have been okay even at, after getting. I mean, there's still after one not follow month, up appointments after one month, right. In the hospital, he wouldn't have been okay. No, he would have still had to go to the doctor to get his burns checked, to get bandages changed, to whatever. Right. I mean, they don't. Just they go would away not that fast. know, and and also,
1: uh, the pain that this little boy would have been going through. Um it's just so heartbreaking. They didn't report it to the police. And that could have been an oversight. However, there should be protocol in place that would be that's just almost inexcusable. And the fact that they they didn't check on this child again. Um but never enrolled in school, never anything. There is no literally the only picture that they have of this chi- of these two children
0: was when they were when they were you know just born and the other children they couldn't say you know how long ago this was that they last saw their Well their and not all the children
1: had severe not all the children had severe medical issues um the ones that did they were kind of they sure. were quite severe sure um so so the the children and and their medical injuries wouldn't necessarily mean that they couldn't report what they knew however uh, it sounds like that the that Ivan and Anisha were the older sure. kids and so these children would have been younger sure. and one um, well, time is such a weird thing when you're little right it's such a weird thing so they would and just also to vague memories and the truth is is if those children were um, sold trafficked Given up for a doubt i don 't know what could have happened to them. Um, they would have been so young they might not even know right. they might not know that they're twins um, they may not know their name, they
0: may not know their story because hypothetically they could have been gone when they were two years old three yep yeah, yep, three years old, yep. they
1: could have been the um but they had family members that were willing to take the children. That right. would have, that would have, um, would have taken the children or helped or done something. And mm-hmm. and um, um, they weren't. That wasn't the first go to.
0: Right.
1: I think that the story about the two thousand dollars
0: given to a woman named, you know that she paid, she sold the children for two thousand dollars is true. Cause, right, because then when she found out it was against the law, she changed her story. And also that that is not the go to. Well, it's just so specific. It's so specific. Yeah.
1: It was a woman she met in a bar, uh, somebody, uh, just a, a, an acquaintance. It was listed as, and um, but the 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 twins themselves may not know their twins, and they may not. Um, they may not have any memory. I mean, may not have any memories of. Anything right. you know from their their early childhood, most of us don't right, but certainly, if you 've suffered a Ivan would be identifiable because of the burns, um, however, he was so young, and i don 't know how burns react as you as you age or as you grow um, or where they were um. Yeah on his face, right. it would be notice, notice, you would notice that. But if it was in his hairline or any of those things, it may not be so noticeable. But, um, so these children, these now adults, uh, may not even know their history. I, I guess that leaves me a little bit of hope that they, my hope is that they survived and thrived in spite of their upbringing, but... Right. It is
0: just an awful, awful story. It just makes me so angry because you know there are systems in place to protect people, and when those systems fail, what chance does anybody have? You know, right. like that's what it feels like. Like
1: when those systems to, fail, what what chance did those
0: right what, those two children have? But I, but I mean, thankfully they don't always fail. But when they do, it's like well how how do we protect these children if if this is so blatantly overlooked right you know,
1: these, like these these catastrophic yeah, injuries yeah that i mean this is fifty almost fifty percent of his body was burned significantly, and that's not enough to draw additional attention to to um that family um I just and uh, it's just a terrible story. Yeah. But my I hope that maybe somewhere that that there's there's you know, Ivan and Isha are out there um, thriving in spite of their upbringing and hopefully with a with a living with a loving family that has cared for them and nurtured them throughout their whole life, that'd be that'd be a great ending to the story. However, after doing this these podcasts for so long, um, I, I just I there's still a big part of me that has to wish and hope for that because right. um, honestly, what were their first two years like?
0: And they might not be named
1: Ivan and Anisha anymore. No, no, they probably most certainly are not. Yes. But there's a um, they have an older brother, Doughton D-A-W-T-O-N, D A W D A W T O N Doughton that. That I um, mean that can and they they did do an age progressed, uh, um, uh, age progression photo of them when they would have been about seventeen or so. Okay. So, um, roughly an idea. Of what roughly an idea of what they might have looked like yeah. and 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 you know, so those should be those photos should be looked at on our website so that you can tell, but, and they, they probably didn't stay in the... they probably didn't stay in the Pittsburgh area but they might have because it was such a large area sure. that you know you don't have to go very far to be to never see and never see those same people again but right we'll see we ask that you do not reach out to families or post names of possible suspects on social media missing person photos along with information and articles used for these cases can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com
0: Okay, my distraction this week Are tweets about marriage (laughs) Uh, Dating Can't wait to see you again marriage. Part of your knee was on my side of the bed again last night. <laughs> <laughs> and you're breathing. And yeah. why do you have to breathe
1: so loud? Is. Uh,
0: why can know, I hear you chewing? Yes.
1: <laughs> why have you chew in such an annoying way? Uh, uh, these these things were were um, you know minor crimes before covid. <laughs> right. After covid, they are they are they are reasons for a divorce. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: My wife and I play this fun game during quarantine. It's called Why Are You Doing It That Way? And there are no winners. <laughs> <laughs> we all lose. <laughs> Until somebody
1: cries. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Before marrying someone, listen long and hard to the sounds of their chewing because that's the soundtrack to the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and the cause of their untimely death. <laughs> right. Because. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. There are two kinds of people, the ones that pack six days before a trip and the ones that wake up the day of and realize they need to do a load of laundry, and they marry each other.
1: Oh. Uh, so the, the, <laughs> the, the, the preparer and the non-preparer marry yes. each other? Yes. Oh, which would just make you crazy. It would. It would. I suppose if I'd gone anywhere ever
0: <laughs> in any in recent yeah. time. I
1: can't remember traveling. No. No. no.
0: Packing. Packing. boy. Why? Wearing Mar- pants, actually, I don't remember. <laughs> I miss those days. Marriage is having separate tubes of toothpaste because your spouse squeezes it wrong. Oh no, that's uh, <laughs> we have separate. T- we
1: have separate tubes of toothpaste. Do you not because he squeezes it wrong? Though he probably does. Probably. But I don't like his kind. Oh sure. It's sure. too sweet. Sure. And and
0: it's wrong. And it's wrong. <laughs> See, that's that's the that's, thing. Is it's, that's, wrong. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. It Doesn't matter. It's just <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yep. I told my husband I wanted to buy an expensive blender. He said we don't need an expensive blender. Long story short, how long should I wait before I tell him it arrives tomorrow? You don't need to say nope. anything, sweetie. No, nope. nope. Just
1: keep it to Just yourself. Unpack it. Put it in the cupboard. And then, say so we talked about make this a smoothie, and
0: <laughs> they make him a, a delicious smoothie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A one hundred dollars <laughs> smoothie. Yeah, that's right. how much it cost. You. My wife said she'd buy her own birthday cake. This is a test, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And don't... Don't fall for it. Don't fall, don't fall it, for it. It's better to have two cakes than no okay, so. cakes. <laughs> right, right. Listen, I just found out that my husband eats spaghetti with a spoon, so I can't listen to your problems right now. See, this needs to be... See, I'm making mental notes of things that I need to check off. Check off the list? Yeah. The first meal that we're going to have together is how is spaghetti.
1: Well, so I can see. first of all, first of all, you know, and when you're dating... Some things can be cute, <laughs> right? That right. become annoying after. <laughs> yeah. It. But so, yeah. how do they eat spaghetti? The worst dating food ever. I mean, that you do not want to eat spaghetti on a date. As, well as you don't. You don't. However, it's so messy. However, how do they do? They slurp it. Oh gosh. Because
0: that would be done. Yep. Done, and you might as well Check. get that out of the way. Yeah. First, you right should. off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Check, please. I have a cold, and it's pretty bad, but my wife has a husband with a cold, and that apparently is way worse. <laughs> yes, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Any, any minor injury. Yep, yep, yep. The man flew. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to marriage. Here's the new way you fold towels. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not? Do they change? Yes. Based yes. on your storage yep. capacity? Or no, based on the towel. How they're supposed to be folded. So, is that new or is that the only way? The only way. Right, yeah. I don't know. And there's your way and there's the right way. <laughs> and inside out.
1: And honest to God, David and I do everything the opposite. Really? The opposite. If we were to go from here to Menards, we'd take a different path. <laughs> if you'd we take to, the long way. Uh, we'd well, take the wrong way. <laughs> And, and if we were to fold a t-shirt, he and I had the same t-shirt, we were to fold it, it would not be the same. He folds my pants wrong. Sure. I, I, I'm not complaining. I It sounds like I'm complaining, and I'm not complaining. Well, it's just the
0: little things. It's just those little things that you notice about somebody after time. I just refold them. I just refold them.
1: Yeah. And I don't say anything because I don't want to complain about somebody doing the laundry. Right. Or... Loading the dishwasher, and I'm not gonna say that he does it wrong. He does, but I'm not gonna tell him that because the dishwasher's loaded. The dishwasher's loaded.
0: When I think that that should also be a tweet about marriage is the things that you overlook. Well, I, I mean, helping I, is still helping. I I mark it down.
1: <laughs> There's a tick mark. There's a tick mark for every transgression <laughs> because I might need that someday. Right. But right. I, I just don't tell him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just
0: mentally tick it off in my head. Mm -hmm. Swear under your breath. Yes, swear under my breath. Made it to the level of marriage where you get in trouble for being able to fall asleep so fast. (laughs) (laughs) My wife managed to open a jar of pickles herself, and now I am non-essential. Oh. It's a fine line. You should go through and tighten all jars. Yep, tighten them all up. This is the last one. My wife asked me if she had any annoying habits and then got all offended during the PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> oh, no. Let me count the ways. <laughs> and he is new to marriage. He must be.
1: You must be. Because you, you're on that, your way out now. You're, you, uh, it's it's
0: going to be a short trip. Yeah. <laughs> that... Do I have any annoying habits? Uh, that's so funny. The answer is no, dear. The answer is no. Everything is perfect. How about you? You are perfect. Yes. <laughs> and I love you. I am the problem. I am the pro- I, I know that. <laughs>
1: yes. I've always known that. Uh, oh, she set him up, though. and He just did. took the bait. Yep. So, uh, I have for you um, some weird sandwiches. Oh. Okay. I, my, my stuff is not very sophisticated. <laughs> it always has to do with food. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. And weird oh. food. Um, so weird sandwiches, and these' all appear to be European or Japanese or okay. because they're they're using ingredients that i'm not real familiar with sure, but breakfast at sea, fish paste, gherkin sausage sausage pickles, and a fried egg. Now is a gherkin I thought a sweet pickle was a pickle It is, but is that a sweet pickle? oh, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. there's a sweet pickle and there's a sour pickle. I mean, sure. And I don't know which one is a. And why do you need both? And why do you and you don't that you don't do, both? No. I don't know. That's. And then the fish, fish paste. paste. I what so I imagine fish paste. I mean, as you would have like tomato paste, you take a fish, you puree it, <laughs> you cook it, and you puree it, mm-hmm. and then you put it in a tube. Oh, and I just oh, the idea of it.
0: So gross. Yeah.
1: Two's company French mustard and apricot preserve. That's no. Nobody, Um, you're not coming over here eating that that crap. Uh, French mustard and apricot preserve. uh, I mean, of all the things, three in bed crunchy peanut butter, alfalfa sprouts, and mayonnaise.
0: What's the point of the alfalfa sprouts? Right. You're not going to taste anything. Right. Ew.
1: And then the mayonnaise with the peanut butter? I don't know. Oh, all ick. red. Cold baked beans, not hot, not hot. Cold baked beans, ketchup, and a sliced tomato in a sandwich.
0: And That's just all kinds of wrong. It's so wrong. Those are all flavors that just should not go together. Nope. Nope. Ew. Nope. Green sleeves.
1: <laughs> Because everybody wants a green sleeve sandwich. I mean, sandwich. it sounds appetizing. It, it does. It, it gets better. Dandelion leaves, endives, which I don't even know what an endive is. I don't know either. Um, sliced radishes, cream cheese, raw onion, and mustard. You what? don't want to be eat. Yeah, yeah. There's one thing green in there. Why is it called green sleeve? Well, I think endive is a is a oh. lettuce. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, or a fish, or a sure. marsupial. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is for sure. But right I just there. want to say that you know the thing that we have to be paying attention to in, in during during the pandemic is how is how is my breath going to be when I am forced to wear a mask right. for hours on end? It makes you very aware. Very aware. Yep. Because I don't think that this radish um, endive, and raw onion sandwich is going to be is going to pass the no. mustard at all. Mm-mm. This is um ketsu. It's Japanese. It's a pork cutlet with cheese, tomato, onion, pickle, and Worcestershire. Not bad. That's not doesn't sound That's not, horrible. It doesn't sound horrible. No. Horrible. Um, I don't know really what notes so weird about that, yeah. but uh, beach bum. Tin sardines, seaweed, and Worcestershire.
0: Holy salt. Holy
1: Salt. <laughs> Gross. I, you cannot so get... so salty. You could not get any saltier. Oh, and how about a vegetable? I'm just... How about a right. vegetable? Throw
0: some lettuce on there or something.
1: Now, I think that a sweet banger is a something different in different parts of the, in the, of the world, okay. but this is called a sweet banger. It's sausage, raw onion, marmalade, and sliced apple. Oh. Honestly, I like to keep my... I just like to keep my meats with the meats...
0: And the vegetables with the vegetables and the, and the fruit with the fruit. I just think it's over. This is, it's just overdoing it. It's just like, hmm, what else can I add to this random
1: thing? And what's with all the marmalade? Yeah. When is the last time you had marmalade of any kind? Never. Ever. Because it's gross, gross. and chunky. Yeah. Tangy one. Cheddar, cheese, chips, fruit jelly, and mayo. There's no mean. Uh, there is cheddar cheese. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> and all the mayo. Ew. This is called double date sliced fried potato, liver pate, cranberry jelly, and French mustard. I didn't know that there was actually, you could purchase cranberry jelly. Um, and pate. Can I just say, I have one cat. And I swear to God, I feed him pâté every night. Yep. And I don't I don't think I could eat it. No. I don't care how expensive it is. I don't <laughs> care whose pâté <pate> it is. <laughs> no. This is called Sweet Eve. A melted Snickers bar, sliced apple, and cold custard in a sandwich. Yuck. Ew. And I don't really know what a cold custard would be exactly, but I would have to think a, a thick kind of pudding-like. Yeah. um Ew. Diner mash. Mashed potatoes, mashed hot dog, gherkin, sweet pickle, and mayo. So a gherkin <sighs> must be a sour. I, so weird. And a mashed hot dog? Why are you mashing it? Why? It, it took them all that effort to make it into a hot dog shape. Right. Why un- deconstruct it like I'm that? I'm Sweet touch. Except I don't even really <laughs> like the name of it. The name grosses me out. Apricot puree spread thin. So, so apricot puree spread, quote, thin as glue, unquote. <laughs> appetizing, appetizing. Thin as glue? <laughs> and who spreads glue and what? Right. Though I would say that apricot puree could be used as glue. I I mean, it probably could. I can tell you that that um, pureed um, uh, potato soup that'll (laughs) serve as good. So it's apricot puree spread thin as glue, honey, apple slices, and wait for it hummus on a sandwich. If you were a baby, I don't. I don't This one know. is matron knows best. Mm. She does not know best. <laughs> suet. And what suet? Uh lard. Okay. Maybe unfiltered lard. Okay. Corned beef, bacon rinds, strawberry jam, or thick cut marmalade.
0: What are you cutting it with?
1: Well, it has. I think marmalade is oranges.
0: So orange it's all the rinds
1: and the and so it's thick cut, uh, or thin cut. Sure. Then this is the widowmaker, um, <laughs> cold white fat, left over from oh. cooking beef or pork. Oh gosh. Horseradish, seasoning, on dry white bread. So no actual meat.
0: Just the fat of meat. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm so excited for lunch
1: today. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that just, it just, it just, it, it, it leaves you with a, uh, literally with a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. 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 Those were good though. Those cool. were good. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, I'll find some more disgusting things for next week. <laughs>